Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
welcome everybody to Off Road Live, another outrageous version of the big bad show that continues into 2018. It's uh, January the 22nd today. Of course, we're here with our friends in the Desert Tower Studios from the Big Bad Desert, Ram Trucks, Hard Rock, Marlboro, Budweiser, Red Bull, and the Baja Racing Hall of Fame. We have a special guest on the line. Let's get right to uh, Perry. Perry McNeil, King of Baja. Perry, how are you? I'm doing real good. Thanks for asking me. How has your uh, new year turned around? Uh, it's, uh, has, <laughs> I was hoping it maybe change around, turn around a little bit more, but no, it's it's, it's good. It's uh, pretty much the same as it was last year. We ended the year on a good note, and we started off on a good note. We're, we're doing good. Good note? How about a great note? I mean, uh, <laughs> just an amazing performance by... Uh, uh, in class five in the uh, one thousand. Uh yeah. Yeah, we uh we pulled it off. It was uh it was a good race. Um we started uh uh my son's gonna help me drive on a, a third or a half or whatever of the of the race. Uh we pre ran each our own sections and then uh and he went through some a, a pretty hard G out somewhere uh, before San Felipe, kind of hurt his back, and so he wasn't feeling real good. So he asked to get out, and I said, "No problem." So I, I know the Baja pretty well anyway. After 40 years, I I, I got to learn something, you know. So, so I took <laughs> over. And, <laughs> I took over in San Felipe and uh, figured that he would uh, help me and relieve me down the road a, a spell, whatever I needed, you know, and. Um, I was kind of worried because every time we came to in the pit, I was looking for my my big six door, and it wasn't there, and it wasn't there, and I kept looking on. Kind of got worried, nobody had seen it and stuff. So I finally got down to Lodesto and we were working on the car uh, there for spell. So I got my phone out, I had service there, and I called and I asked my son Mark, so where the hell are you, son? He says, uh, I'm home, and I says, Mark, I'm not a thirty year old anymore. I says, I, I need help. Somebody relieve me down here to. Yeah, you know, uh, almost a thousand miles that was turned over to me, you know. So, anyway, but uh, he had uh, elected to come home to San Diego rather than than follow us all the way down to the down to the pause. So, anyway, it, it was tough. I'm not I'm not a thirty year old anymore. That's uh, pushing seventy. So, uh, anyway, but I, I made it happen. It took me uh, I don't know twenty four hours, something like that, of of driving to get to the pause. But uh, all, all was well. We uh, pulled off the first place by a couple hours and uh, never had a flat, never got stuck, which was a feather in our cap. That's not to have had either one, you know, not got stuck at so many silk beds that were done. I mean, everybody got stuck. It seemed like at least one, you know, especially after the trophy trucks went through there, then, then it was it was pretty plowed up. But anyway, so we had uh, we had some electrical problems. I had the funny... In fact, the whole, whole car just shut down and had a big short. You never find the short, so I finally just got some one wire that was hot under the dash and found the the cooler the cooler well the cooler switch uh, pulled that wire off and the, the coil wire and and, uh, and one light put them all together and and uh, raced into the night with with uh, with three wires working on the whole car. We got down there and 
And they said, shut her down. And I shut it down, but then he still stayed on because I was still, I still had the, the one fan on the cooler and had the the uh, coil wire hot and the uh, and one good light. And that's how we, we crossed the finish line. But other than that, we, it was a pretty trouble-free race. Hey, Perry, was hey Perry, was that, did you, did the team ever find out what that short was? I haven't asked them, you know, it's a race. I haven't asked them to see what, what, uh, what shorted out or yeah. what it was, but, yeah. Uh, it took me, it took us like, I don't know, half an hour or something to figure it out. And I, and I, I didn't know how, how well we were doing at the time. I kept expecting to be passed up by second place, but I guess we, we, uh, when my son gave me the car, we out in mile one, 160 or 180, something like that. He already had like a half hour lead. And, hey, Perry. And yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this because I, you know, I don't think it's been framed up in the properly at all. You basically Ironmaned this last Baja 1000. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. I mean, other than the, the first, uh, instead of South Lake, it was somewhere on 180 miles, something like that, I guess what it was. Where so out of, it, so. yeah, out of 1,100 Baja 1000 miles in this 50th anniversary, the only part you didn't run is about 180 miles. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I, got, I did like 900 miles somewhere on there. Which, so you, know, you did around time. you did around nine hundred miles, and and I think this is really significant, Perry. I mean, this is this is mind blowing. You didn't get stuck once. Yeah, not not once. Uh, when they uh, at the finish line, they asked me how many times I got stuck. I said none. They said, "Come on." I said, "No." I said, "Never, never got stuck once." And they asked me, and then they asked me how many flats I had, and I told them none. I said, "Oh, you just make a BFG look well." <laughs> No, I said we, we, didn't, we didn't have any flats at all. Period. You know, but uh, we had a couple of rims that were a little dinged up, you know, on the front. You know, but uh, no, it was uh, other than that electrical problem. We had a, a pretty much trouble-free race. Just a really good race uh, the whole way, you know. So no, no question about it. And we want to salute you. You know, every time we get a chance to salute you about this. I mean, that's truly an amazing performance. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think I've heard a better performance out of a racer in this past, past uh, Baja 1000. So we, we salute you, Perry. Listen, but but you're here on Off-Road Live uh, this uh, special January 22nd. It's a special uh, pre-show interview. Uh, we want to talk about what you're planning for in your uh, fantastic project, the six-door trophy truck, for this upcoming April uh, from Ensenada to uh, San Jose del Cabo in the uh, Mexican 1000 rally race. Um, what are you planning on doing for that event coming up in April? Um, I haven't I haven't uh, raced that race yet. I've been to all of them, I do believe. Uh, starting in, in Mexicali, I've been to all the uh, to watch the the first you know 200 miles, and I try to come home. But the, at least the first jog of the first day, I, I go that far just to watch and, and whatever, but, and I've always wanted to, but I think that's it's going to take me away from my family and my work and everything for at least a week. And you're going to spend at least a thousand dollars a day, probably two on most of the days. And, uh, entropy itself is somewhere around pushing four grand. And I thought it's just kind of a, uh, I don't have to get sponsors for that race or, or help. I have just a lot of money to, to put out, to, to put out there. And then uh, we were sitting, uh, this last year, uh, we were sitting on the uh, sidelines of watching uh, race 
the race racers take off and it was uh I think Simon Stewart and Southfish and and two through the Mexican guys and they and Southfish asked me if I was racing. I said, No, it's he was he Southfish racing a fifty seven Chevy and some somebody's and uh, I don't know where, where he got in and got out, but anyway, so he had an armband on when he decided, didn't see my armband. He asked us why, and I said, I don't know, just uh, kind of expensive and it's nice. And asked me how many races at Baja 1000 I'd raced, and I told him 40. And he says, Perry McNeil, this race is for you. <laughs> this is a nostalgic race. This is where, you know, all the old the older guys that have been racing for years. Um, this is their race, you know. And I said, "You're not running." I said, "Nah, it's just whatever." And I said, "Kind of expensive, and, and takes you away from your your work and your and your family stuff." For I think it turns into more like seven or eight days by the time you you count, you count contingency, and then the day to rest up down in in Cabo, and then a, a day or two back. I mean, it turns into like eight, maybe nine days, you know. So. Anyway, and one of the guys says, "Well, we learned from you, Perry." He says, "You know, cause I, I, always, I, uh, I sell out my seats sometimes just people want to ride and help help pay entry fee and stuff." And so he says, "We learned from you." So, and they said, I said, they said "You have a sport track with four seats in it. You can sell it, those seats out every day, you know, for each each uh, leg." And uh, he said, "I drive a Bronco, not even Glenn from." Uh, I can't remember what the, his last name is, but he races a Bronco down there. And uh, he said, I sell my my driver's seat out twice for entry fee, or for, you know, for $5,000. And he says, the first guy pays the entry fee, and the other guy pays pretty much all our days of racing down there with, like, they only go with a half a dozen uh, personnel on their team. So it's no big deal. But anyway, so we, uh, so I got all excited about racing my sport track for for this year. Then I got thinking, dang, I've got a, I've been building six stores, uh, like one or two a year, uh, super duties and excursions and stuff. And I thought, and I have a uh, F-150 Raptor at my shop, uh, being that was, was turned into a six door. And I got thinking, and in fact, uh, you and I, Mike, you and I, and, and Don Hats were were chasing the thousand, uh, the first day down there. And we that's that's actually where it hit me. It's, during the race, with that thing, I've got this six door sitting at the shop, no roll cage, no nothing. I was just doing just a, a six door, just to have fun doing it. And I thought, dang, I, I want to race that thing. So came back, and then the very next day, we I went and bought, I don't know, $8,000 worth of tubing, whatever it takes to, to, to build it. And um, and when I bought all the tubing and, and started doing the roll cage, and, and uh, it was going to be a two-wheel drive, and I yanked out all the two-wheel drive stuff out and made a, made a four-wheel drive. And Warren has been on board with all of our senior builds. Our, my six stores I have been building have been uh, uh, for SEMA. And so Warren has been real good to us, and they've given us a winch every on every build that we've done. So they sent me a real nice winch, and I, so I put a, a square receiver in the front and in the back and mounted the uh the um the winch on the on the vehicle and and I can I can plug it in the front or the back to pull me forward, pull me back or pull somebody else out or or whatever. And so um and they have a new a new winch out that has a nylon strap that's supposed to I don't know how many thousands of pounds it'll pull. 
And so it's not very heavy because what makes a winch heavy is the cable. You know, if you have a uh, 100-foot cable or something or whatever they, they, they end up being, that's a lot of weight, you know, in the winch. But they put a um, a nylon cable in there, and it's uh, about the same size as a normal cable, but it'll, it'll hold, it'll it'll pull. Probably all, all you ever want to pull forward or backwards, you know. So that's why I figured thing between between four wheel drive, because when the caboose pushes the train, and it it doesn't transfer the weight to the back, you know. So. Mm-hmm. The caboose is going to do a lot of spinning back there, so I thought, I think I need four-wheel drive for sure. And then even just in case we get stuck in some silt bed or get some, wherever it's tight, I, I can still pull myself forward or backwards or, or use it to pull somebody else out, like say, one way or the other. But anyway, so we got all excited about building this, this truck, and, and uh, it's about 90% done. The roll cage is all done. It'll have all the suspension that I put into a, a trophy truck, front and rear. It's got, uh, I had to limit some of what to travel because of four-wheel drive, so I ended up like 18 inches in the front of wheel travel. And I, um, and then the rear's got like 30, same as a trophy truck. And so, and then uh, Corbo gave me uh, six brand new seats, made the big, big, like the big Mastercraft 3G seats. And uh, those are in and mounted. And uh, so anyway, it's coming along. Real, real, real smooth, and um, I'm hoping by the end of of uh, next month to have it up and running to go start testing on it in the desert and make sure the I uh, I used to race class eight years ago, and I had a spare uh, 460 with a stroker cranking it that gave me a I think it was 532 cubic inches, and I uh, sold my my class eight and I. I don't know, 25 years ago, somewhere around there, and I, I still have my spare motor. So I put that spare motor in this uh, in this six door, so it'll, it'll have a, a 532 cubic inch uh, motor in there, uh, which is a good power plant. I don't know how many horses it's out. I would, I would suppose around seven, eight hundred horses, and um, and it's going to be. I mean, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a, a, an awesome. An awesome uh, truck to drive, uh, be fun to drive, and and uh, so I want my my plans are, is I want to I want to start the first day, driving myself, and I'd like to put in as many years of experience that I can into the truck, and get names like uh, Ivan Stewart, and Walker Evans, and Malcolm Smith, and Don Hatz, and a few of the big big names, or Rod Hall if he's not racing, and it's these guys are not racing, see if I can get them to to climb into the truck for that, that first leg to San Felipe, and then uh, that'll be the end of the race for for our, the six of us, pretty much. And then somebody else take over there, and my son is uh, Mark, a real good driver, and I'd, I'd like him to, to drive the second day from um, San Felipe to Bay of L.A., and he's a real good friend with the birdies and, and, uh, and Sheldon Creed and Abdali and all these hot shoes, these young hot shoes that are 20 years old, and um, I like him to see if we can't get any of those guys that aren't racing to um, to accompany him, uh, just to just just to be a, a, a showstopper. Like I said, if I can get those big names in with me, and then and then uh, Mark do the same, all of his buddies, and get them to climb in with him, it would be a, a, a 
it's really a lot of fun for all of them, you know. But uh, oh hell yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great plan of action, Perry, uh, to uh, bring in uh, the young crowd and the uh, um, uh, those uh, uh, those youngsters who uh, want to show themselves as being Baja racers. Right. Yeah, we uh, and, and I've got uh, with this one I'm building right now. I, I have I I now own four six stores. I have two super duties, an excursion. And now this door, this this truck's a six door, and um, anyway, so I, I just I think it'll be a showstopper just showing up in Ensenada with four. I mean, there's there's a lot of people, Mike, out there that have never seen a six door, you know, period in their yeah. lives, you know. Yeah. And so for me to show up to Ensenada and show up to South Florida and show up to Bay of LA and load up the pods each place with four six doors, and they're all they're all humongous trucks. They're not just a small limousine six door they're all they have all 40 like 42 inch tires on them and they're raised up and they're all they're all SEMA built so they're they're really nice vehicles because you don't make you don't go to SEMA unless it's a, a spectacular vehicle of some sort you know so they, they really are nice nice big tall um vehicles so anyway i think that um for me to show it'll be a showstopper just showing up to through these cities uh and, and along the way with you know three Six stores on the on the road together all the, for the whole week or whatever is going to be a a big deal. And then uh, so I've got a, a couple of open open days right now for somebody else to drive the truck, and or I'm I'm just asking the entry fee pretty much. They'll just pay the entry fee. They can drive the truck for that day to whichever you know whichever leg they want to, they want to drive you know. But the big the big uh, catcher show showstopper is going to be at in. Uh, La Paz, uh, there's a gentleman who's now um, the uh, the uh, uh, senator of Baja California. His name is Rodi Amaya, and he and I for like ten years raced Class Eight together. He had he had a Class Eight and I had one, so we would switch off and race, race his truck or mine, one or the other, for like ten years. And he's a real good driver, so I want him to drive the truck. In uh, for that last section, so that's where he's from, and he's senator from down there. I want him to see if he can get the the uh, governor of Baja California in his co-driver to the side of him, put the mayor of La Paz in the back seat, uh, middle seat, and then the mayor of of uh, Cabo San Lucas. That's where it starts and finishes. It'd be nice to have both both mayors in there sitting together. And then uh, another senator of, or secretary of tourism or whoever in the back seat, and then send the um, a mechanic with it because I don't think it'd be, between the six guys they could <laughs> they can change the tires. So they have to have a mechanic uh, on board. You know, so anyway, so it's going to be it's going to be I'm just going to every day is going to be a showstopper in, in the way or another. And I thought, man, this many seats, I'd like to show reverence to. My old buddies, you know, a lot of guys that have, have now passed on. So I had the, which I think would be a big, big deal for the social media. But I think it'd be a, a show of reverence to some of the old names that the people I've actually raced with, which is I like on the first day to put Mickey Thompson's name on the door, and that seat will 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 be empty for that day. Well, he'll be in there, you know, but. Uh, um, on the second day, I like put Mike Leon because he's that's his area down the east. Here's he's from, for Mike Sky Ranch. And the third day, I'd like to uh, put uh, Corky McMillan's name on there, uh, 
for that empty seat. And then uh, uh, Bobby Bobby Gordon, Robbie's dad. He's uh, you know big big name, big racer. We've been racing for years and years together. And then the last but not least is would be Bob Steinberger, weatherman, who passed away last year also. And uh, so I, I, I think just been show show reverence for them would be awesome, in memory of you know these these five guys that are big big names in in Baja that have now passed on. So I, I just think it'd just be it's going to be a, a blast. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a showstopper. It's going to be something in, in every way. It's going to be just it's one of a kind truck. I mean, it's probably uh, this truck would never never make it in, in the score Baja 1000 because it's it's not built. And it will be built for the rough stuff. It's probably it's probably turns and drop offs and stuff that that uh, this truck might not negotiate. But the uh, the NOR is a rally race. They have like I don't know twenty uh, rally cars from the, the race rally yearly, and they're racing that. So they have, they have to pre and rally races are on flat flat ground. They don't they don't have uh, ten inches between their their floorboard and the ground. So they have to have a Pretty smooth race uh, course to 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 race on. So if there's any silt beds or any sand washes that are real loose or real rocky mountain areas or something, they they find a way around those. And so it's uh, in fact this last uh, about a thousand a month ago, uh, I drove like I said I drove almost a thousand the whole thousand miles, and the whole time I was thinking, okay, can my truck go through here? Can my truck go through there? And and yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing that uh, that my big six door train can that can't negotiate. I mean, it's 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 good enough where I should have no problem and and uh, getting through any of the the areas down there. So I think it's gonna be a blast. I think we'd we have what, thirty 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 people can end up <laughs> in that truck, you know, for the for that race, you know. So well, Perry, in, in saluting those saluting those spirits, uh, I think is a uh, uh, a really valid uh, point to make, uh, because if it wasn't for people uh, like you just mentioned, uh, we wouldn't have racing as we know it today. Yeah, and nobody knew it for years and years and years. But Mickey Thompson is was—he's uh, the one. He was the president of Score, but nobody knew it. It's just kind of like uh, since Roger Norman became president and took over Southfish's place or uh, running the show. He has he does he stopped racing you know, and Mickey Thompson didn't want to do that so he was he was in the the limelight but nobody knew it that he was he owned he owned Score period you know, so for him to to build a race and he was he then we tough for him like Roger Norman to go race his race you know race the same race so Roger Norman is this for I don't know how many years it's been but I don't think he's raced one race even even another series of uh, another race you know that. Uh, He's raced because he's too busy running the the show for for score. For sure. And so, and so yeah. So yeah, Mickey Thompson was a, was a big name. I mean, he's he's he he. And like I said, no, most people don't even know it today. But Mickey Thompson is score. Period. You know, international. And then uh, back in the day, and then uh, Mike Leon from Mike Sky Ranch. I mean, he had a lot to do with this uh, getting the, the people and. the and the dignitaries and uh, politician politics part of the race and take place because he's a big name in, in Baja, and you know, say Corky and Mignone, each of them just have their own their own. Even those 
Bob Steinberger didn't didn't um, race, but he was a and he was he was our he was our our savior. In yeah, so he, many made, he made yeah. contributions uh, for uh, racing in Baja California, just like all those other uh, folks that you mentioned, and they. I think it's uh, saluting them is uh, is worthy of your uh, effort, Perry. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It was just a, it's just a, something different, totally, totally different. I mean, I I couldn't think of anything else other than a jet powered or 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 whatever. I don't. I can't think of anything else would be you know more fun and, and involve more people. It's Baja is a family affair anyway. And uh, this year, I pretty much want to just uh, put the big names in there, and so on and so forth. In my truck, the next year, I've got I've got uh, four sons, and so between the five of us, I want to each of our each of our my sons and myself take a leg of the uh, of the uh, the race next year, and just totally totally be a family affair. I mean, as young as I, I mean, Robbie Gordon got his. His twelve-year-eight—I mean, eight, nine-year-old son—in their race, race of this last, this last Baja One Thousand, and the score one. You know, so I figure I can get some of my grandchildren in there and just, uh, and uh, I could be, be just make it a totally, totally family vacation and a family affair for racing next year for the fall. Those are were, were already the plans, depending on how the how the truck does this year, you know. But uh, so anyway, I it's kind of a. Uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Willie Valdez from uh, uh, from Ensenada. Anybody that knows has been in Baja knows knows who he is, but he's a big name. But uh, he asked me the other day, kind of kidding around. He says, uh, "So what? Are you going to leave uh, the truck down in Thomas and Nixon when you're all done?" I said, "No, I can't wait to get it back and drive it on the streets. It'll, it'll be a street legal vehicle." And he says, "Do you really think with six Donald Trumps?" In that truck, that somebody's not going to put a bomb on the race course for that truck somewhere. I said, I hope not, you know, because right now the uh, um, the politicians are man, they're they're not liked very well by the by the community. So, well, hey Perry, let's let's uh, underline exactly what you've just uh, talked about. This six door trophy truck uh, will be uh, in the uh, Nora Mexican One Thousand coming up uh, this April. Uh, we are going to highlight uh, everything that uh, uh, we're going to do having to do with uh, this great project uh, on BajaRacingNews.com, as well as uh, Baja Live. We'll be focusing on the uh, actual event. But let's, you know, let's mention to the public that uh, uh, eventually we're going to be all the way down in uh, Los Cabos, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, uh, celebrating with our brothers and sisters uh, in the capital of off-road uh, from La Paz down to Cabo uh, this coming April. And you can be a part of it. Uh, just go to McNeilRacingInc.com. Uh, uh, throw your two cents in. And if you're really interested, uh, Perry would love to have you side-by-side in his six-door trophy truck this April, uh, racing from Ensenada down to Los Cabos, Mexico, uh, this April. Perry, uh, thank you very much for being on the show today. Uh, We'll uh, have uh, images, videos, as soon as you're into testing. And, of course, the pictures uh, that are available will be on BajaRacingNews.com this afternoon uh, for our live show, Off-Road Live at 4 p.m. West, uh, today, this Monday. And, of course, um, uh, any last words, Perry? We greatly appreciate you being on this uh, pre-show interview. 
No, I appreciate you, uh, the invite to uh, come on on your show, Mike, and uh, just uh, nice talking to all the, the enthusiasts out there that might be listening. And uh, yeah, Baja Baja is a great, a great sport. And it doesn't get enough uh, recognition, really, in, in, in my book because it's a point-to-point race. It's not like NASCAR or, or Indy cars. You're, you're watching the car the whole time, round, 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 and round, round, which, which is real exciting compared to if they could have they could have a helicopter and uh, one vehicle all the way from point A to point B. I mean, it'd be see what what hell we go through sometimes to get to get the finish line. But so it's so it's it's not recognized. Uh, I think get the recognition that it should because it's pretty tough to see what the vehicle's doing day and night, you know. So, but anyway, so but the, and the people that race off road know what I'm talking about, and they're probably most of your listeners are are into, into the Baja somewhere or another. But anyway, you're uh, just nice talking to everyone. I hope you have a good uh, 2018 out there. Yes, sir. Uh, Perry McNeil, King of Baja, thank you very much for being on this uh, pre show interview on Off-Road Live, and uh, we will catch you later on, Perry. Thank you very much. Folks, just stay tuned for the 4 p.m. regular live Off-Road Live show from the Desert Tower Studios in the Big Bad Desert. This is Monster Mike with the Baja Crew. And, of course, all of our friends are here with us. Who is that? Ram Trucks, Hard Rock, Marlboro, Budweiser, Red Bull, And, of course, the Baja Racing Hall of Fame. Thank you very much, Perry McNeil, for being on the show, talking about your six-door trophy truck special. Six-door trophy truck special coming up this April. And we'll cover it live on Off-Road Live. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.